DFS. It is Friday, December 16th here in Draft Shark Studios in Rochester, New York. Welcome to our first ever DFS draft stream. I'm your host, Matt Shop. With me, as always, is Jared Smola. And of course, we're usually talking, Jared, about DraftKings, about FanDuel. On Friday, we already did that. We got that one out of the way because this is going to be a new show. You know, we'll see. Maybe at least every week through the end of this season, we'll see what people think about it. But I know that DFS drafting is something that both you and I have gotten more interested in as the season goes on. It's something that I kind of find at some point during the football season, probably late last year I did. But, you know, you get the same week-to-week play of DFS, but you get the drafting back into it, which is my favorite part of fantasy football. So I like having that element. And we're going to, you know, not only talk about where you can find values, but actually show people how these drafts work in case people haven't done them yet. Yeah, what's interesting too about these drafts, and I kind of just thought of it as you were talking, that makes it different from you know your DraftKings or FanDuel is, you know, these underdog dog drafts and sleeper drafts, they go off throughout the week. Like they, they might open on Monday. I usually start drafting on Tuesday, but you know, the the landscape changes and you can, you know, try to find values early on. Maybe you get burned and that guy ends up, you know, missing the game or whatever, or looking worse. You know, if you drafted Garrett Wilson on Tuesday, it's looking worse now than it did then. But it's, it's also advantageous. So I've been trying to spread out my drafts throughout the week so I can, you know, kind of get exposures to different players at different prices. Yeah, there are definitely different times like that. And for the reasons you said, I've thought about, hey, maybe there's an edge to going ahead and drafting right after our rankings come out. And of course there is, but there's also that downside that eventually you're going to be competing against people who waited and maybe some key players that you drafted. So it certainly comes back to your particular drafting volume as well. For Underdog, we're going to be talking about the Battle Royale. Jared, we brought that up on the screen for anybody watching. Why don't we? Why don't you run through what the rules and particulars are of this tournament? Yeah, so it's a forty-five thousand person contest. So it's you know it's it's a, a if you're comparing it to DraftKings or FanDuel, it's it's a big GPP. Just five dollar entry though, two hundred K in prizes. It's it's a top heavy prize structure though. Again, like a GPP, so twenty K to first you know, 10K to second, you come down, what, 10th place, you're winning 550 bucks. So, you know, we're aiming for first place here like we are in a tournament. That means we want to correlate in our lineups. I think it's also different from DFS, though, because there are six-person drafts. Your lineup is only six players. So everyone's teams are a lot more stacked than they are when you're building, you know, say a DraftKings or a FanDuel lineup. So, you know, for me, that, that means I don't want to over correlate. I don't want to over stack like on, on, in, a, in a DFS lineup. I'll double stack my quarterback. I'll triple stack my quarterback at times. I try not to do that on these underdog drafts, because if you look at the teams that end up winning, you almost need the perfect lineup. You almost need, you know, to have the top scoring quarterback, the top scoring running back, you know, the, the say, you know, two of the top three or four scoring wideouts, you know, one of the top scoring tight ends. So I think if you over stack if you're playing you know two wide receivers from the same team it's pretty unlikely that both of those guys end up in the optimal lineup for this underdog contest yeah and that's a good point to make and of course you know you don't have to draft battle royale this is just the primary weekly tournament that they have we'll be focusing on but there are other are other options other entry points you can just play a, a you know a typical like league format a cash game for this and still draft your team at different Mm -hmm. league sizes. So, you know, we'll be focusing on battle Royale, but keep those things in mind. The other part of that is it is a six person draft, 
but you're not ultimately competing against those other five teams. You're right. drafting those six teams into this large field. So that's going to affect who's available to you to pick in your lineup, which is, you know, the big difference for me from building the DFS lineups in the typical way. But you are trying to beat that enormous field. You don't want to just go through and pick your favorite option, even if you're correlating at each turn. You kind of have to look beyond what is typically going try to get a little bit different because you are ultimately trying to beat thousands of other teams. So there's going to have to be something different. Obviously, ultimately what you need is the perfect lineup, but if you can get somebody that's just outside of, you know, normal range who does go off that week, that's certainly going to catapult you. And it's a little bit, you know, you don't want to go too crazy, it is a little bit easier when you put it in that scope of six teams, because when you get beyond the top six quarterbacks in ADP, as we're starting to look at now, those are the guys that aren't going in every single draft. And it's not hard to imagine the eighth quarterback, the 10th quarterback on a list ending up as the number two scoring quarterback for the week. Exactly. I, you know, I try to make my sixth and final pick in all these drafts, someone that is like below that cutoff line. So like you said, you know, Six quarterbacks are going to get drafted every draft. It's not going to be the same six, but, you know, even once you get past, you know, Dak Prescott is quarterback six this week. Like Trevor Lawrence probably gets picked in half of these, you know, Goff, Brady, these guys might be, you know, a third of the time. So you, you, you compare it to, you know, ownership rate in DFS, it's kind of similar where, you know, these guys, you know, below quarterback six, below tight end six, just aren't going to get picked in, in as many drafts as, you know, someone like a Dalton Schultz or, or an Evan Ingram. So that's one way to get different. Another way to get different, I think like you were alluding to is just, shift from ADP a little bit. Like if you're picking sixth in these drafts, like a lot of teams picking sixth are going to pair like two of these guys together, right? Like two of these guys around ADP six to eight. If you just take one of those guys and then maybe drop down to like this range, even like a Tony Pollard, like there's just, there's not going to be a ton of Devonte Adams, Tony Pollard combinations, at least compared to, you know, Devonte Adams, AJ Brown. And you mentioned the roster size overall. We're drafting one quarterback, one tight end, one running back, two wide receivers, and then a flex, right? Correct. Yeah. And, um, you know, underdog is half PPR scoring, which, you know, relative to something like DraftKings with full PPR, it does help the running backs a little bit. Um, so it, it's not a hard, you know, in that flex spot for me, there's definitely no hard, fast rule where I always want it to be a wide receiver. I always want it to be a running back. It really depends on both the, the, you know, the team you're drafting and the individual week. I think there's some weeks where, you know, going two running backs makes more sense. There's some weeks where going three wide receivers makes more sense. Mm-hmm. And certainly there's room for all of that. And what you, you want to draft a bunch of these teams. You don't want to just say, this is my team this week oh, yeah. and see what happens with it. So there are different ways to play it. Of course, if you haven't done these before, if you haven't played on underdog, you can go on, you can enter promo code draft sharks. You will get that first deposit matched up to hundred percent and beyond the DFS drafting, they have a freebie in the pickums this week with Jalen Hurts. So it's a good week to go ahead and put some money in. You can get some free money to play with. You can get maybe a free win if you pick one other player that goes with Jalen Hurts and you get both of those right. You can just never have to pay for what you're playing on underdog ultimately. So <laughs> we are going to now look at some ADP, talk about specific players by position before we actually have Jared go in and draft one of these teams. Jared, quarterbacks, have you started out with any favorites at the position? Uh, Dak Prescott is my highest owned quarterback. And I talked about the DFS show. And this is an interesting example. I mean, I love Justin Herbert this week. I don't love his value on underdog. Like you have to take Justin Herbert. And what is this like round three? 
where Dak is usually there in the final round. So, you know, I've, I've mixed in some Herbert, but um, Dak has been my favorite quarterback this week. I think Justin Fields is interesting going late. I think, you know, he has that, you know, 30 point ceiling. And then again, you know, going below this, you know, quarterback six line, there are definitely some guys in here that I think that, that could make sense. And that part matters. Like you look at the QB ADP and you can just talk about the order that they're in, but Jalen Hurts is about the second or third player overall across position. So you have to take him in round one. Dak Prescott at 32 is going near the end of draft. So that's a whole lot more room to play around with other positions in the meantime. Obviously, if you take your quarterback in that first round, then you're playing around with those later rounds where maybe other teams are drafting quarterbacks. But it's just one extra thing to consider because you might have a favorite quarterback, but if you have to take him in round two, as opposed to, you know, waiting and just taking different guys in round five or six and mixing yep. them up that way, uh, it's a, a different strategy point that you don't encounter otherwise when you're building these lineups. For sure. Beyond the top view, I don't think that I would go too far at quarterback this week. I want to say, I think Trevor Lawrence is probably about as far down as I'm going if I'm trying to win a tournament. I Tom mm-hmm. Brady is one that you can make a case for in your head, but I don't think that the ultimate ceiling is there for him. So I think that I'd rather stick to that top group of that'd be what eight quarterbacks and then maybe get a little bit more different elsewhere. I'm going to do there. I think, um, especially this week, you know, it's only what a 10 game main slate. So the options are definitely a bit um, you know, thinner than they are in other weeks. And to me, you know, we talked about going below regularly drafted ADP players. I think wide receiver and tight end, are the best positions to do it. Those just tend to be the most volatile positions. You get the biggest, you know, swings from ceiling to floor and those guys. So wide receiver and tight end uh, more so than quarterback and even running back is where I, you know, try to get different late in drafts. So running back now, what have you liked value wise? How early are you yep. targeting your first? Yeah. So this week I like my teams better when I wait on running back. Now I'll, I'll, I'll mix in Derrick Henry, especially on teams where I you know want to make Herbert stacks. You get a Herbert stack and run back Derrick Henry. Um, I've kind of been avoiding Austin Eckler, you know, tough matchup on the ground. He's just not as valuable on an underdog with it being half PPR. I mean, not, not that he has no value at all, but it definitely hurts that it's not full PPR here. I think Josh Jacobs is underpriced. He's, he's been one of my higher drafted running backs and we've just seen him have huge ceilings all season. And I get, he has the injuries, and I get the matchup isn't great against New England, but you know, being able to get Jacobs late in round two, he he and Pollard have been the two early running backs I've been drafting most. I'm counting down the running backs here: 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. So, like, there are going to be twelve drafted in every draft. There's probably going to be somewhere around fourteen to eighteen in most drafts, with not every team flexing a running back, especially when you get to the guys that you're looking at down there. So, by my count, Cordero Patterson is RB eight. Well, it's only one running back with, with a flex underdog. So there could be some drafts where there's only six running backs taken and it's, it's 12 max. Yeah. I was thinking two running backs. Yeah. Yeah. So that line comes a lot sooner. I mean, so let's see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, mixing eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. So McKinnon is actually running back 12 right now. So I look at these guys. I mean, look at these next three guys, ETN, DeAndre Swift, Dave Montgomery. I think you can make a case. All those guys Rashad white. I think you can make a case for him. Like, again, there are, and again, running back is not the spot where I like to get super weird, but I think, you know, these guys that are maybe getting drafted half of the time make a lot of sense compared to someone like, you know, Zonovan Knight, who's probably getting drafted, you know, 70, 80% of the time being a bit higher in ADP. 
I think Deontay Foreman and Damian Harris, even below that group, mm. get interesting. Damian Harris, I mean, yeah. we'll see about later today, but if he's in line to start for the Patriots in that game, he's probably not getting drafted a whole lot right now. And may, I don't know if he's going to get drafted a whole lot over the weekend because there are plenty more names above that. But we should see plenty of rushing volume for New England. He can catch the ball regardless of what Ramondre Stevenson's targets say for him. So I think he's interesting. Yeah. For sure, I like the call. I should start mixing in some some Damian Harris, and again, half PPR a bit better for him. Draft less uh, Travis Etienne on the way to that. <laughs> Alvin Kamara, who I talked about on the DFS show, who I like as a potential bounce back candidate this week, and then James Conner. I mean, to me, James Conner is the best running back value on underdog right now. What is this like a fifth round ADP? To me, he should be going you know up in this range, probably somewhere between Miles Sanders and Alvin Kamara. Yeah, like why would you take Joe Mixon ahead of James Conner? I, it, Joe Mixon can outplay, outperform, outproduce James yeah. Conner this week, but yeah. heading in, James Conner has the better touch outlook pretty easily because he's still getting the receiving stuff more than Mixon did last week. Yeah, I think ceiling is probably the argument people would make against Conner, but I think any running back getting his type of workload has has a ceiling high enough to to be the guy you want to win this win this underdog contest. He's scored in four straight games, right? Yeah, I mean, let's see the point totals he's been putting up. 20, 19, I mean, 20 or 19 on a short slate, you know, could could be could be good enough. Over to wide receiver, we'll see plenty of these guys go early in the draft. Jamar Chase, yeah. Dante Adams, A.J. Brown leading the way. What have you been targeting primarily? Yeah, so, like, I like Jamar Chase and Devonte Adams over the running backs for the most part in, you know, that first round, early second round. Um, and then I, of course, you know, liking Dak Prescott and Justin Herbert so much this week. Um, I've been taking a lot of CD lamb. I've been taking Mike Williams, even over Keenan Allen. I just think, you know, again, half PPR, we want ultimate ceiling. I think Mike Williams beats Keenan Allen on that. So uh, lamb and Mike Williams have been my two biggest targets in like the, you know, in the second, third round range of these drafts. I'm a little surprised that Mike Williams is not going ahead of Keenan Allen in these drafts. We can see some big ADP shifts day to day like it's probably still a little bit early in the process when we go to start up a draft we're probably Mm -hmm. less than half full on the battle royale which will fill at some point this week so i've done some of these drafts and then gone back saturday or even sunday morning and seen the adp very different so i wouldn't be surprised if mike williams jumps but you know maybe it's a time maybe that's a reason to go ahead and draft now so you can get mike williams at that depressed um draft adp any guys that you're avoiding in that you know getting drafted all the time range. I'm staying away from, I mean, we'll see what happens to Garrett Wilson's ADP. I'm staying away from him for the most part. DeAndre Hopkins is a tough one. I've been staring at him a lot in these drafts and like he ranks, he projects well for us. I'm just not sure he has the ultimate ceiling you're going to need to win this. And what I think is going to be a low scoring game. Um, you know, there's, I mean, Mike Evans is not getting drafted in a lot of these. So he's a guy I've been taking quite a bit with my last pick, just, you know, hoping maybe we can get one of those, you know, vintage Mike Evans games where he goes for a hundred yards and two touchdowns. He's interesting. T Higgins is low here as well. Got in a full practice on Friday. You know, who knows exactly what happens with him in that hamstring on Sunday. Uh, but obviously somebody with upside, that's not normally going to be going anywhere near that late one spot behind Mike Evans and ADP right now. We talked about Michael Gallup earlier. So maybe that's somebody to stash late. If you have Dak Prescott in your lineup, especially like you can draft whatever you want through the first four rounds and then potentially get Dak Prescott and Michael Gallup as your last two picks. Love that idea. And Gallup's ADP, you know, almost 36. He's not getting drafted in many of these. Um, Chris Moore is a guy I was, I was highlighting who, you know, again, he's not getting drafted all the time, maybe, you know, half the time, but he, he's someone I would definitely not be interested in this week. 
tight end. So the top six, Travis Kelsey, Dalton Schultz, Evan Ingram, Taysom Hill, fourth among tight ends right now, Cole mm-hmm. Komet, and then Chig Okonkwo. That's your top six in ADP yeah. right now. I think this is a good position to target somebody outside of the top six and get a little different. There is no difference between these guys and like tight end three, Evan Ingram. So, so, so if I have the first pick, I'm taking Travis Kelsey. You know, he t- you know, pos- relative positional value is huge in these. And, you know, Kelsey is just the top player in terms of that. I mean, he is just such a big gap over the rest of the tight end. So he deserves to be the first pick, in my opinion. Um, I'll consider Dalton Schultz if I think I'm building a DAC team. Otherwise, I'm, you know, using my fifth or sixth pick on a tight end. And, yeah, I'm with you. I would much rather drop down, take an, an Everett, a Dalsich, a G- Goddard, I think. If you're drafting now, I think Goddard is someone to target with your sixth round pick. Because if he's activated on Saturday, I think his ADP climbs, you know, into the top six. If not, you know, he might end up as like tight end four by the time these these drafts are wrapping up on Sunday. Yeah, and I mentioned Taysom Hill being fourth among tight ends right now. If you look at him, everybody after Evan Ingram is in the 30s. So it doesn't mean that Taysom Hill is getting drafted a lot. He's just getting drafted a little bit more than other guys that are in that 34 to 36 range. Interesting position. Um, And if you, you, you mentioned Travis Kelsey's gap versus the rest of the tight ends. And if you look at the ADPs, he's going 1.7. The next guy is Dalton Schultz at 22.8 in these 16 drafts. So obviously people are like, if I don't get Travis Kelsey, I'm just going to wait and take a tight end. Yep. Which I think is the right strategy. I agree. So let's go ahead and fire up one of those battle Mm, royale. And I mean, one thing about these is you're, I'm not used to a 16 draft. So when you jump into these, it's like, Oh, well, it's my turn again already. Oh, Oh crap. (laughs) Yeah, it's quick. It is. It is quick. But I mean, (laughs) I mean, they take, they, they take five minutes, which is nice. You can rattle off a bunch of minutes for, for, you know, half hour if you want. Yep. And they tend to fill pretty quickly as well. So you don't have to <laughs> wait do. around to do it surprisingly quickly. I would say it's, underdogs doing underdogs doing all right. It's especially a nice thing for those of us that have kids activities that we have to go to that vary in the level of interest for you. I have drafted at soccer and basketball games already. So th- this guy picking four, I was inverted has won like multiple of these. So let's let's see what I do. And let's also keep an eye on what this team does because he he's definitely sharp. He's definitely someone I think we could learn from when it comes to you know strategy and these things. Sounds like a plan. So you got the two pick. You're hoping that Travis Kelsey makes it to you. Do you already know who you're taking if he doesn't? I don't. Who would you go with? I would pr- I mean Jalen Hurts is in the mix. I think Jamar yeah. Chase is very interesting since we need two wide receivers. I would probably generally start with one of those three guys that you highlighted because Derrick Henry certainly has slate controlling potential this week. Yeah. If I'm not picking one this week and, you know, getting Travis Kelsey, I I think four, of course I was inverted against the four spot. I think that's kind of like the the best bags. I do think there's a bit of a drop off after these. I'm going to go with chase here. One, honestly, because I think I have less of him than these other two guys. And I do kind of worry about my exposures when I'm doing these. Um, And two, again, I, I do like, um, getting one of those elite wideouts this week. I think, I think wide receiver dries up pretty fast by the time I get to like round four, there's, there's not a whole lot. I like at wide receiver this week. Yeah. And you need at least two of them. It's the only position at which you need at least two. So I think that's a good tiebreaker at the two spot. I would want to mix it up among those guys. So the exposure definitely matters. You know, if there are other times where there's somebody that you clearly like as that second player, you can take them every time at two and then just mix things up beyond that. But I think with that, group, I would mix it up among them because any of them could have a truly big week. Yep, for sure. I use my Q in these two. I mean, because you have ADP right here. I use my Q to tag 
you know, potential game stacks I want to, I want to make. So like I took mm-hmm. Jamar, Jamar Chase, Mike Evans is someone I'll consider with my last pick. Yeah. I've gotten myself into trouble with these uh, live drafts though, by queuing somebody that I was intending to take much later and then letting the clock yep. run out. And all of a sudden I've got Zach Wilson yeah. in round nine of a best ball draft. <laughs> well, that's a, that's, that sounds like a you problem, man. <laughs> it definitely is. <laughs> Putting Zach Wilson in your queue is never a good idea, no matter what right. time of the draft it is. All right. So I'm going to get my Cowboys exposure and take Tony Pollard here, I believe. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think Sanders is okay. I do like Pollard more than, I mean, they're, they're close. I don't say there's a big drop off there, but um, I think I'll get a, I'll likely get a wide receiver that I'm good with in the third round. So I'm going to take Pollard here. Yeah. Looking at Tony Pollard and Miles Sanders for that round two pick, I think both of them make sense. I think if I'm taking that 10 times, I'm probably pretty close to five of each guy because yep. either of them could score multiple touchdowns uh, in their matchup this week. So I, I like the, I like going there in round two. And I, you know, you've mentioned, trying to mix up a little bit versus what is typically going ADP wise in those rounds. You don't want to reach too far. You want to make sure that you're getting somebody with that yes. ceiling potential and, you know, sure. ideally a, a, a clear path to workload that week. So I, I took Mike Williams there. Um, I have way too much Mike Williams already on underdog this week. I should probably stop drafting him, but um, it, it was a pretty clear drop off for me. I had Sanders and I'm on raw also queued up and they went right ahead of me. So Mike Williams is kind of, clearly the top guy there for me i we don't really know either what target shares look like between mike williams and keenan allen this year i mean Mm -hmm. we have a couple other years before this to go by but this year we've had one game of them being full strength together so we we saw six targets for mike williams last week we saw 14 for keenan allen maybe things continue along those lines i think they'll probably get a little bit closer but you know maybe they end up closer to even than they were in previous years for sure yep we got so Mike I still need Ingram's yeah, in the as well. So you're considering him later, right? Uh, yeah, as a um, run back from with Pollard. So I need a quarterback, a tight end, and a flex still. Now, you know, a big thing to do if you're picking at a turn, like, so I would not take a tight end with this next pick because this guy could take a tight end because you can flex a tight end, but, you know, he, he's not going to. So I would definitely not take a tight end here. Um, he could take a quarterback. So I'm looking at Dak Prescott. And Justin Fields, you know, Prescott would be a kind of a stack with Pollard, which I don't mind. I would lean away from that, though. I would I would lean away from taking the quarterback here. Let's go Fields. Let's go Fields. You lean away from taking a quarterback in general? Yeah, because I would just let the other guy take a quarterback and then pick one later because I don't have I don't have a strong lean between those two at that spot. So I'm okay with somebody else make the decision for me. I probably should have gone there, but again, I, I, I'm kind of planning on taking quarterback tight end at this turn and just assuming Evans is going to make it to me with the last pick. So yeah, I think I'm leaning towards, all right. So that here's, here's, so this is either, this is either Ingram or Komet for me. So Komet would be the field stack. Ingram would be the run back with Pollard. I would make go Komet personally, because we can easily Komet. have a successful Jacksonville game without Evan Ingram being heavily involved. I like it. Or... All right, three guys still need tight end, so I'm not going to risk it. I'm going to hope Evans gets back to me. I'll take Komet here. I think the other factor in the QB decision is I seem to be a little bit more comfortable with Trevor Lawrence as a tournament quarterback this week than you do. Mm-hmm. I, th- I don't think there's really much gap between him and Dak Prescott. Yep, you're probably right. I should probably start mixing in some some Lawrence. And that also, he's, since he's going later ADP-wise, that would allow you to just wait on quarterback a little bit yep. more. Yep. Yeah, I think that would have been a viable play. So Evans is somebody I've talked up this week, so I like him being in the mix. 
Yeah, you know, Pacheco would just kind of be a one-off for me. Evans is, you know, correlated with Chase, and then Kirk would be a, another option as a run back from Pollard. So we'll see what gets to me here. And, of course, Christian Evans, Kirk is in the queue as well as a run back for Tony Pollard. How much yeah. of do you – like, how, how much do you care about these mini stacks as you're building just a six-person lineup? I definitely care about them, but um, I'm not going to reach and take someone I don't like. You know, like if let's say Evans and Kirk Winter here, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take Zay Jones. Maybe that's a bad example because he actually has had some some ceiling games lately. But I'm not gonna you know reach for someone like that just to get the the correlation with Pollard. Yeah, I don't really like the ceiling potential for Zay Jones in this one either. So I you know it's it it may it might be one that does work out. Um, maybe he does score this week, but I I think he's a solid example of somebody that you don't necessarily need to get to 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 create a stack. Okay, so I, I think I'm going Evans here. I mean, I think I think a wide receiver Evans beats Kirk pretty easily on ultimate ceiling. I do think Pacheco has multi touchdown upside, but um, I like Evans for the correlation, and I like Evans because Pacheco's getting drafted in most of these. Evans is not, so I just think I'm I'm getting the ownership edge with Mike Evans. Yeah, I mean, there is certainly downside risk to Pacheco, even if he has a successful game. Maybe he yep. doesn't get the touchdown chances. Uh, if he gets, you know, 90 yards but doesn't find the end zone, he's not a tournament winner. So here's the team. I, I like this one. I got the Fields, Komet, Stack, Pollard kind of as a one-off. Mike Williams is a one-off, but he's like my favorite player on the slate. Um, and then Chase Evans as a little – correlation there and i think you know, both those guys have have big ceilings how much has justin fields been in your plans because i was a little surprised at him jumping that easily into your consideration he's my um my third favorite quarterback right now price considered behind herbert and dak an underdog interesting so what exactly is your case for him i know what the case i would build but what's your case yeah uh he's had a few 40 point games this season and i think as we talked about on um the preview show yesterday, you know, his design runs were scaled way back last time out, which I, I think was because of the shoulder injury and the shoulders not on the injury report this week. So I think we're going to get back to getting, you know, 10 or so designed runs from fields on Sunday. Yeah. And there's obviously some guessing in that, but that's what really all this is, is educated guessing. We've seen yep. the bears try to run Justin Fields more. That was when he became a better fantasy player and a better real life uh, player, better real life offense. So it would make sense for the bears to try to do some more of that for sure. Hopefully. All right. So we're going to switch over now from underdog to sleeper, which is also DFS style drafting, but there is a difference here. And I'm going to bring up the sleeper screen so people can see if they're on stream, what we're talking about as we do it. So here's the screen. First of all, you see the daily draft. You can choose it from the menu. If you didn't get there initially, you have to be on the app. You cannot do it on the sleeper website. Uh, so a lot of the sleeper stuff is app only, but once you get into it, what it is, the format differs in that I'm not just drafting into a tournament. It's a dollar team that you start out with. It's an eight team draft. So we got more teams, a little bit more, a little bit easier to differentiate than the six team format that we just did for underdog. You draft that team for a dollar. Once I do that, I then decide whether to enter that team into more contests. That's the first drop down here under that. So I have to draft a team to be able to see them, but it's the same kind of cash formats. Um, in general, you can do head-to-head, uh, -head. you can do a group of different sizes of different entry points. Obviously, that's going to control how much money you can win. The draft settings are similar. It's full PPR, 
we're playing more players in this one. It is eight rounds, I believe, but we'll get into that as we get going. Like I said, full PPR is the biggest difference, the one to be aware of. And then I know it doesn't look like it lists the roster spots here. So I yeah. guess we'll have to get into the draft and see that. We'll find out. <laughs> yeah. I, and I've done some of these, but I don't remember offhand exactly. Let me see if I can get into one of my old teams to, uh, yeah. So there we go. That'll help if I go into the draft knowing exactly what I'm trying to <laughs> do team wise. A shafty S at the top. That's right. So here's a team that I built last week that won me some money. Uh, we had Joe Burrow. Two running backs, Miles Sanders, Deontay Foreman, who did not get there because he was the only Panthers running back that didn't score a touchdown. <laughs> Jamar Chase, big week. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, DK Metcalf, Christian Kirk. So that's a flex spot that can be any among tight end wide receiver running back. I got George Kittle a week too early. Um, <laughs> yeah. like I said, Tell I'm me about it. <laughs> I uh, Don't get me started on Kittle. I've been playing him heavy in DFS for the past month, and then his, his Kittle game comes on Thursday night. Yeah, at least I faced him in a money league where we had Christian Perfect. McCaffrey going. I'm like, sweet, Christian McCaffrey. Oh, 30 points for George Kittle. Awesome. <laughs> I like um, I like this these little weather reports on Sleeper here on the right-hand side for each game. You got the little wind icon. In motion, too, so it catches your eye. And exactly. I think it looks like the Pittsburgh and Carolina game is just going to be dreaming because it looks like there's stars <laughs> coming out of yeah. the sun. Uh, in that one. So I'm going to go ahead and hit the play to set this up because it does take a few minutes to match up. You, I think that you end up drafting primarily against computer teams, which could be good or bad, depending on what you're preferring here. I think it helps me to be able to get players I want, especially because I don't want to just follow ADP. There usually yeah. seems to be one or two other live drafters. I think overall, it's good that the format is like that. So I don't have to wait for seven other people to be ready to draft. Now, does do we know? Does the computer just pick straight down from ADP? You know, filling in positionally, or will they kind of will, will they get weird and go off the board? I haven't checked that closely. I would guess that they have some kind of algorithm that mixes it up rather than just choosing straight ADP. Mm-hmm. But I haven't watched it closely enough, mostly because I'm like, oh crap, I'm picking again soon, and then I have 30 seconds and I don't want to time <laughs> out again. Right. I would think though it's more predictable drafting against you know at least some computers than drafting against all humans, which I, which to me is is a bit of an advantage. Although people tend to follow ADP pretty closely in these drafts too, whether we're talking DFS drafts or the best ball drafts during the summer. So I don't know. Yep. A lot of us can be uh, computer like <laughs> with our performance needs at this point. That's true. And like we said with uh, Underdog, if you have not drafted on Sleeper before, you can enter the same promo code, DraftSharks. You can get your deposit matched 100% up to $100. So you can get some free money to play with on here. Get yourself some teams, do some drafts, try to win some money as the season closes out on Sleeper. And maybe you're already on Sleeper playing with leagues. And then this is just like adding something else to an app you're already in on Sundays. Um, is, is Sleeper main slate? Same as underdog in the DFS. They include at least the Sunday night games. I'm not sure about Monday night. Nice. I I like that. I miss the um, Sunday night sweat in these contests where, you know, you, you know, maybe near the top after the the four o'clock games and you gotta, you gotta wait for the last one. That's fun. It's, it's funny though, when it catches you by surprise, when I, you know, like you, you you just think about the DFS main slate being, over with yep. the four o'clock Eastern games. So I went in to see how I did and I'm like, Oh, okay. We have more games to go. I think it is. I think it includes Monday night too. Cause I think that there was still some Ramondre Stevenson at play for this one last week. 
Okay. That's I like that. I mean, that's, that's another reason to play, I think, on both of these sites is, you know, you can get exposure to these primetime games playing on sleeper here. Yeah. And I mentioned that we're talking more like cash competitions here. You can, it will, we'll look at the bonus contests once I draft a team, but you know, you're, you're playing against maybe eight to 10 other people. Um, it pays out the top three spots. So if you're looking to get rich real quick, this isn't the place to play that. But if you're actually looking to get rich real quick, then DFS is probably not your <laughs> best bet for doing so. Probably not, but it, but it could be. Yeah, it can work out just like buying a lottery ticket can work yep. out. Doesn't make it. A, <laughs> there's a some, great way to do there's it, some man. skill involved here though, Matt. <laughs> That's right. This ain't the lotto. Yeah. It's definitely not lottery tickets. Um, but I also like here that you're not drafting against people who are just auto drafting 150 lineups. One other rule that they have here is you have to manually pick at least one player. So that means, you know, if you time out a bunch of times, just because you had to go do something or whatever, your team's not going to get canceled but you have to pick at least one player because that shows that a live person is sitting there drafting. It's not just somebody, you know, setting their program to draft a bunch of teams for them. I like that. We're drafting people on the same IQ plane as us. I- ideally drafting people <laughs> to lower IQ plane. That's the goal. Here. <laughs> ideally. Right. All right. So the All right, draft is starting, I'm jumping in. We've got Justin Jefferson, Devonte Adams, Travis Kelsey leading the ADP. I'm picking second. So, so, so this, this looks like the, this looks like including the Saturday games too, obviously, because Jefferson's in there. Yeah. I mean, this is the first week of Saturday games. So, um, yeah, it it makes sense that it starts there if we're going all the way through Monday too. Now you have to start a tight end, correct? You do have to start a tight end. You have to start at least two. So here we have it up here. One quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, one tight end, two flexes. That's right. So I had four wide receivers on that roster that I showed before, but that's because I flexed two wide receivers for this PPR. And that's normally what I'm going to be looking to do. Obviously we'll see what makes it to later in the draft, but especially if we have eight teams that have to start two running backs, we're already 16 deep at that position. So normally it's going to be more attractive to target wide receivers. I think Kelsey might still be my first pick in this format. Well, I've got that option. Yeah. So I'll go ahead and take Kelsey here. I don't have anything against Justin Jefferson or Devonte Adams or, you know, Jamar chase for that matter. Now I've got tight end set. I don't have to worry about figuring out whether I'm in favor of Greg Dulcich this week. And as you can see, it goes pretty quickly on its way back to you. Derek Henry late in round two wouldn't hurt. That would be very nice. Alvin Kamara's out there. Try to make sure I don't time out with Ramondre Stevenson at the top of the list. <laughs> ah, Henry sniped. Keenan Allen's interesting around the turn. Alvin Kamara, do you think here to get running back started with some upside? I like that. Yeah. You should have a nice clock ticks down in a hurry. I think what we got 20 (laughs) seconds per pick. Oh, wow. 20 second clock. (laughs) Yeah. It sneaks up on you. You got to be ready for this. I have definitely timed out multiple times. The first probably few times I did this. And it looks like we have three other live drafters in here with me this time. So we're not too concerned about stacking here, right? Though, because we're, Mostly in contests with, well, five to ten people, is it? Yeah, it definitely matters less here than otherwise. Mm-hmm. So I've got Keenan Allen queued. I've got Miles Sanders queued. There goes Keenan. Where's Where's Mike Williams on here? Way down? Yeah, it must be. I'm taking Miles Sanders. Okay. Because I'm running out of time. Hope, and I hope, hope, <laughs> hope Williams gets back to you. Yeah. 56 in ADP right now. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, I... I get that it's full PPR here, but in these types of contests where it's more like a cash game, I, I don't mind having running backs in my flex spot. You know, I mean, that's, that's the general 
um, strategy for cash games on DraftKings, just to give you higher floors in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see who's around as we get down there. And this, of course, is going to sneak back up on me again. And this is the first time, by the way, that I've used the Sleeper app on my computer so that we could mm. have it in the stream. So sometimes <laughs> I have to figure wow. out these buttons as I'm going, too. Yep. All right, we've got Christian Kirk available at wide receiver. I would like to go wide receiver here. We got Devontae Smith, but I already have Miles Sanders. It's well, Mike Williams much. is still there. He'll be still yeah. around though, right? Yeah, I guess based on this ADP. Take Pollard. Kirk. There goes Pollard. I thought about Pollard there. Yeah. In a cash light game, I, I have no issue starting with three running backs like that. Big Mike. Yeah, I'll take Mike Williams here. Nice. I'll take that start. Travis Kelsey, Alvin Kamara, Miles Sanders, Christian Kirk, Mike Williams through five picks. So we've got two running back spots filled. We've got two wide receiver spots filled. We've got that tight end. So the requirements are done except for quarterback. And then we can play around with the remaining spots. James Conner looks like a value on here. 35th in ADP. He's still there in round five. I just went didn't even realize that he was still there when I was looking before. So yeah. Is there a way to like, preset rankings on sleeper i don't think that you can i because i didn't see any adp for these drafts um heading in either yeah because i mean that'd be useful because th- this adp looks you know funkier than we see an underdog so so i'm gonna take a shot that t higgins is ready to play okay that's good and i was gonna say on the way back here i might take fields because i think there's a bit of a drop off at quarterback behind him I think you like fields better than I do. I think I'm going to take. Oh, sorry, I didn't. I, yeah, I did not see Burrow there. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. We have. I mean, we have Burrow ranked ahead of Fields. I, I forgot about that. Kirk Cousins lingering late there too, though. Yeah, I mean that'd be your worst case scenario. So that's not horrible because there's only three teams that need quarterbacks. So yeah, I'll go ahead and take Joe Burrow here. I think that's. I'm going to keep that in mind for Cousins and future drafts, though. Current ADP is yeah. 101. That's not even going in these drafts normally, right? Yeah, I mean, it looks like he's. No higher than the eighth quarterback off the forwards. You can get him with your very last pick in most cases. And here comes my very last pick. So we're going to have to figure out exactly who I want here. Let's go to flex and see so we don't miss any running backs. There's still Zeke's there. I don't really want Marquise Brown, Zonovan Knight. Zonovan Knight, yeah. Should I take him? Yeah, I like Zonovan Knight there. And I'll take the shot on him in the last round. So that's that's my first team of the week on here. We've got, I can check the team here. So this is what pops up next. If you're watching on stream, we've got the bonus contests available. I can check my team to see how much I like it. It does say I have 10 minutes to decide whether I want to go enter bonus contests. I think that if you go back in later on, it also gives you the same kind of clock. I don't think it's where if I don't do anything in these 10 minutes, that I'm done. I think it's like when you're watching commercials on TV and they're like, call right now. And you get a special uh, extra <laughs> thing added on to the package. Right. Yeah. I like this team. I mean, it has Travis Kelsey, which I think is, you know, it's easy. It's it's easy to look at a team with Kelsey and think, you know, it doesn't look, but you just got to, that's just such a huge advantage. If you get, if you get a big Kelsey game, like you're very likely going to win your contest. And even if he gives you, you know, 15 points, that's, that's, you know, might beat every other tight end. So. Yeah. So here we've got the team, Joe Burrow at QB, Alvin Kamara, Miles Sanders at running back, Christian Kirk, Mike Williams, the two wide receivers I need tight end, Travis Kelsey, as you mentioned, an advantage, then T Higgins and Zonovan Knight at flex. Zonovan Knight's certainly not going to be an every time guy for me, but somebody that I think is worth mixing in. So now we go over to bonus. We'll see what contests are available. As you can see, we've got eight team 
at $5 entry. They pay out the top three spots. So the payout's not enormous, even if you win that, but you get your money back if you finish third out of eight teams. So that's a pretty good return head to head. You know, it's got different levels. So obviously that's going to determine how much you make off of that. And we can go up the last week. I did some of these $25, eight teams. Uh, you know, you make one of those, then you're getting more than just this money back. And you can enter this particular lineup in as many of those contests as you want. Yep. So I think I'll go ahead just for our purposes here, since we're looking at it, I'll take, couple of five dollar head-to-heads i think i'll do a 25 dollar head-to-head and then put it in a 25 dollar eight teamer so yeah, this is this is really cool i mean this is super unique there's nothing else out there like this where you're deciding after the fact it's interesting i, I i'd be i'd love to know how good people are at determining how good their teams are right like how, like how how well can we determine beforehand whether this should be a $50 team or $150 team. I, I, I'm sure Sleeper will have that data by the end of the season. They probably won't give it to us, but it'd, it'd be cool if we could see it. Yeah. And I mean, obviously we have projections, so we can look at those numbers yeah. and see just how well our team is supposed to score mm-hmm. this week by the Draft Sharks projections. But I do like that, you know, as opposed to that um, underdog draft where you draft that team and it's, in there. Obviously it's only $5. So the, the way you play it there is to just draft a bunch of them. And then you have teams that you like and teams that you like less here. I draft the team. I see how I feel about it. I decide how many things I want to enter in. I definitely could still be wrong about how it fares. And I'm sure that I will be at plenty points, but it's at least one of those things that makes you feel a little bit more comfortable going in. For sure. Yeah, really cool. I think, I think it makes sense to be drafting on both these platforms because they're, they're both daily drafts, but the you know formats really couldn't be much different. Yeah. So it's nice to have options. It's nice to have drafting available for DFS. And uh, I, I don't know about you, Jared. I'm glad that we took this opportunity to show people a couple of these drafts. I know I'm going to be jumping in doing more of these sleeper drafts. We'll see if today I got three kids that I got to get to different <laughs> places. So I'm not sure how much time there's going to be today, along with doing the injury updates and all that for week 15, but definitely going to be doing plenty more drafting this weekend. I- I'm going to go draft right when we get off here and make sure I get some more Dallas Goddard before his ADP climbs. Nice. Just don't miss the offensive injury, guys, because I'm only covering IDPs <laughs> on draft shows. <laughs> I won't miss them. You know I won't. Thanks for joining us for this first DFS drafting stream. I'm sure we'll be doing more of these going forward. Head over to DraftSharks.com. Now you can see where we rank everybody. You can check the lineup generator to see who values are. If you're just playing typical DFS and you can just, you know, get yourself prepared for these drafts before you jump in, because as you probably saw, they move pretty fast. It's pretty easy to get behind, get caught on the clock and not know what you're doing. So (laughs) make sure you're set before you get going. Make some money this weekend. That's what we're all here to try to do for Jared Smola and the entire Draft Sharks crew. I'm Matt Schaaf saying thanks so much for swimming with us.